everybody. Welcome to Whistle While You Work podcast. This is episode 50, Disney World Stereotypes. The people. Episode 50, like I feel like there should be confetti. I know. Falling from the ceiling. I'm a little disappointed that you didn't make that happen here. There should be baseball players like spraying champagne all over the place, right? (laughs) Something should be happening but instead, I, we're yeah. just sitting here like we normally do. Well, I feel like there has to be some statistic out there. Like most podcasts don't make it past like five episodes. That would be my guess. Yeah. So I, that's interesting. I I want to look that up and find out. Yeah. How far people. I mean, I don't want to look that up. I want someone to look it up and just tell me. But <laughs> where's our uh, where's our manager where's, here? Where's, where's the statistician yeah. on staff? <laughs> that's right. You know, I need some statistics right now. <laughs> this is exciting. Episode I know. 50. I, I feel like. You know, when I think about this podcast, I feel like part of, part of it for me was just like, just dive in and start. Like, yeah. it's going to be messy. Like, it doesn't have to be perfect. Hopefully people don't listen to those first few ones too much. <laughs> and so there's some good content in there, though. I mean, the audio quality wasn't very good, but the content was nice. You're thinking, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you think a lot of your content, don't you? I mean, <laughs> you know, I feel pretty good about what we do. <laughs> We, I, whatever. (laughs) I said we. I know, (laughs) but I could see the gleam in your eye like I had some good stuff to say. No, but anyway, I'm just glad that we started. Um, You know, there's things that tripped us up like what do we call it? Like what's our logo? Like it was just stuff like that, like microphones and technology. And there's just so many things that could stop somebody from even starting. But we we plowed through it. We just started doing it. And now it's like we're just in a rhythm. And 50 episodes later, we have not made a single penny off of what our <laughs> efforts have gone in. But that's because, listen, I mean, um, at a certain point, maybe there's opportunities. We haven't really gone that way because for us, this has mostly been about just having fun together. Yeah. Well, and just having that fun, creative energy and talking about something that is so natural for us to talk about, yeah. um, even though, you know, people scoff at us talking about bathrooms at Disney World, but that was easy for us to talk about. Listen, that was really important stuff for people. They needed to know. I I would like to know, like looking back, like, you know, maybe that is our most listened to episode. You know, people are like, I need this information. Wouldn't that that be interesting? Like, it's not, (laughs) we haven't had enough time yet for the stats to compile, but, um, you know, our most popular episodes have typically revolved around food. Yeah, um, when I go back and I look at the listener statistics and the number of downloads and stuff, food has always been at the top, yeah. right? And so our bathroom's going to creep in. I don't that's, know. That's the question. I don't know. <laughs> it's the number one question, though, so it probably could. It could. It could. I mean, speaking of food and snacks and such, we do get to go to Disney oh World my gosh. very soon and try some. Like in three days we get to go. Yeah. Try some new foods and, of course. And try some old foods. I mean, not old food, but food that we're (laughs) used to. Stale. (laughs) They don't have old food there, okay? I want to be clear on that. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, more importantly, try out the new ride. Hopefully, we'll get some videos and put some on our our Instagram. We're Whistle While You Work podcast so you guys can see some of our perspective and experience. I did talk to a friend that's done several of the past holder previews, and she did assure me that there will be... Um, like swag and t-shirts and things like merchandise so that was a little bit that was a question I'm like because because right now the gift shop is not yet open right and then even the one by Space Mountain Star Traders or whatever that one is closed too I I assume Tron's gonna have their own gift shop wouldn't you think I mean Uh, Guardians does no no it's gonna be that same one Oh, they're gonna share that's why they're doing the and so that's at the Tomorrowland Light and Power Company right that's why they're doing the big renovation is because oh, yeah. as you get out, I don't know that you're going to exit directly in there like you do in Space Mountain, but it's going to, it's on the way through. Patron would have its own. Um, Maybe I'm wrong, but that everything I've read said that that is going to be a shared, a shared, shared place because really they're sharing real estate there. I mean, they're right on top of each other. Yeah. Well, so we're, we're excited to go and, and, and like, I don't want I hate spoilers so we're not going to like yeah. spoil I haven't I haven't seen a single video Yeah we haven't I mean there's plenty of them I've had out people there. send them to me and I've said no thank you Yeah <laughs> So yeah I we're not planning on posting stuff like that but you know just some tips or things or you know fun little stories we will definitely give you our report 
Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. You know what else is going to be awesome? What? Today's episode. Yes, I think this will be. We were trying to like be mindful, like this is 50th, like this is our 50th episode, like let's do something different and cool and and awesome and awesome so we my, our kids love dude perfect the you know the youtube um channel and so they do stereotypes stereotypes all the time and yeah. and so we feel like we have enough knowledge and we have observed many we, different we are certified stereotypers <laughs> yeah. That's embarrassing. we are qualified to stereotype the people that you'll see um I don't want it. So listen, we don't have a negative spin on this. Yeah, no. This is this isn't fun. And so and if you really, you know, want to know our inspiration, you know, dude, perfect is perfect. Um, go check out their latest episode, which is hotel stereotypes, oh, which yes. I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Right. Um, but, you know, it started for them. Basketball, I think. was Basketball. The first one, that it? was the one that I remember. That was the first one. I yeah, saw that's them. the first one I saw. Maybe, I don't know if that so was their very accurate. first one, but it was dead. I, it was a dead ringer because I played basketball at the time. I, it came out when I was in college and I remember watching that. Uh, and then those guys were in college, too. Right. So we're all the same age generation. Right. It's so funny. And it came out and I was just like, oh, my gosh, like they found me. They found all the guys I play with. You're p- just pick up basketball stereotypes. And you just pick yeah. up basketball stereotypes. And so it was awesome. And so today's episode. They should have had an injury in there. There should have been some more injuries. because Yeah, maybe. I yeah. don't remember. You know, it's been a long time. <laughs> but that's the inspiration for today's episode. The yes. 12 people okay. that tell stereotypes. And we're talking about the types of people you'll see. Um, Wait, and like we said, it's good fun. And so yeah. part of what we feel like is fun is when we can laugh at our own selves. And yeah. so we are yeah. definitely stereotyping ourselves for absolutely a lot of these. i'll tell you right where i think i fit in and while you're listening why don't you tell me where i think where you think i fit in well i will tell you what what more is involved in the stereotype that you think you are <laughs> that's fair too and i will i will take it what number is that going to be that um i think i'm going to fit in at number six okay All right, you so you my dear are number one. Oh. Always number one. So are we starting from one and going down? So let me so I've got or? the list. Let me tell you how um okay. I think we just start with one. This isn't like a top list. It's okay. just it's just twelve. Twelve right? of them. So I've grouped some of them together because and it'll make sense when we do it. But the but the first grouping of two, um, number one we'll start with that person that I call the meticulous planner. Well, I do have to say my Enneagram and all of the personality types test tell me that I am the achiever. You are an achiever. So I am going to meticulously plan my trip to achieve post perfection for our use of time on yeah. my vacation. Some people might call you a type A Disney personality. Okay. I, I will own that. I feel like I've mellowed. I, I've, I've evolved. Randy's just staring at me. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to quantify it, right? And it's hard because our trips, there's no rhyme or reason to it. We go when we feel like going, right? Who's we? Me and you. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, who I'm else like, is we? I'm, I'm like, not, that doesn't sound like a meticulous planner. I'm not the king of England. <laughs> I don't get to speak like that, okay? We, you and I, um, we go whenever. But like how far out do you think you start planning things when we, as soon as we know? Um, Like right away. Yeah. That's that's the point. And it's hard for me and it to wouldn't understand. Matter, it wouldn't matter if it was 15 months out or if it was 15 days out, right? Right. Yeah, but it's hard gonna, for me But to there's going to be a plan. Yeah, that's hard for me to even, as you say that, I'm like, people don't do that. Like, my yeah. brain doesn't even understand yeah. that other people don't do that. So, yeah, yeah I, so I can tell, own like, it. What, what, is it, what does it go into? I like, mean, there's an Excel document. Yep. You got to figure. All right, spreadsheet. <laughs> it's got spreadsheet color. alert. It's got colors. Yep. So... Listen, I don't know. Like, I, it's, it's like breathing, so I don't really understand why you don't understand what I'm talking about. But so I. Oh, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but it works for me and it helps my brain. So yeah. anyway, I have to I have to make a, a spreadsheet with the day and the, you know, how many hours are in the day. And like blue is like when I think we're going to be able to sleep. And then I have the colors for the Yes, park. that's right, folks. Sleep is on the schedule. <laughs> Hello. Well, that goes very well with good number six, as we're going to talk about later. But um, yeah, I got to know what time the parks open. And I I have to say, I have a pretty good track record of having everything right. But there was one time I went and the park, they changed the like the 
um, early entrance hours yeah. and it blew my mind. It threw up everything. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, everything is ruined. <laughs> my spreadsheet was inaccurate. <laughs> so I will say for you, just, just keep checking park hours as you get closer to a trip because Disney likes to just randomly be like, oh, we're going to let people in an hour early. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, it seems like a nice thing, but if you're like me, it wasn't yeah. very nice. So, so there, anyway. there's, there's your pro tip for the day, right? Continually check the park hours. Yeah. Even because like, they'll change. And, and, and that includes even like the day before. Right. So okay? like your TV inside your hotel will tell you park hours. And I that's where I found out. I was like, wait, it opened at eight. <laughs> We're not there and it's eight o'clock. So yeah, yeah just check. So, you know, to your credit, I want to say I love the fact that you have a good plan. Your plan consists of not just the times we're sleeping and going to the park, right? But there's more to it than that, right? You've got lists of food to try, yeah, to eat. Oh, yeah, um, that is something I do. You know, not everyone does that. <laughs> you got to make ADRs at a certain, you know, period of time out from your trip if you can. Yeah, you got to have one, you got to have one time where you sit down at a nice restaurant each day and and can actually sit and you don't have to like crawl, you know, claw for a table outside, you know, and, and here's, here's the, here's the most interesting part to me. This is, this is what's most interesting. So a tell lot me of, about my stereotype. A lot of the meticulous planners that I've met are people that don't go very often. Right. So this is like sometimes, and for some of them, this is like their a, only trip, their only trip yeah. or a once a decade sort of thing. Right. So the planning that goes into it, like outside people would be like, Oh, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. But we go a lot. Yeah, and I still do it. And you still do it. So there you go, everybody. Number one, the meticulous planner. Yeah. No, it's, I don't think it's ever going to change. And that's why I am currently pursuing a job of planning and helping people plan trips and getting paid for it. I've helped yeah. lots of people. Yeah, sneak unpaid. sneak preview, sneak preview. <laughs> Kayla, the Disney trip planner is coming soon. I to- hope so. A place near you. I feel but, like all of you know exploring that right now. All of what the research like? and spreadsheets I've made. Yeah, I, I need to. So it goes use. with number two, right? It, it literally goes actually with number two. Um, stereotype number two, I call affectionately the unplanner. <laughs> you got the meticulous planner, then you got the unplanner. This is the type of person. Okay, remember this is all in good fun. But this is the type of person that the day before their trip sends. You or, or the day I, of. or the day of, while they're there in the yeah. middle of the day, sends you or I a message or a text or, or calls us. And it's like, hey, so what should I do? Hey, can you, can you, what's this genie thing all about? Right. <laughs> How does genie plus work? <laughs> now keep in mind, by the way, folks, Disney's going to send you about 23,000 emails all about genie before your trip. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. But and these, they, they but, send them pretty timely. Like they kind of know when to send stuff. In fact, I got, I got, our most recent one today and yeah. I saw it in my inbox is like plan for your trip genie yes. and they're like I, I say to myself don't you guys know how often I'm there but they want to <laughs> make sure you know but stereotype number two the unplanner has absolutely no idea what is going to happen after they've already arrived at the park yeah so I I mean this might surprise you but when I went when I was 17 to Disney World with my choir trip I even back then I had a little inkling of like, oh, we should have a plan. Right. But the only advice I had was from my mom who said you should go counterclockwise because most people go clockwise. Not like that's the natural flow. Oh, interesting. And so her she was like, you start Tomorrowland. Right. And go counterclockwise. So even back then, there was a little bit of of like, I want to maximize this trip. And like, Mm -hmm. I want to win the Disney game of like getting all this stuff in. So yeah. like as much as I that bothers me about you, like I know it's me too. I'm like, no, we got to do as much as we can. I'm not an unplanner, by the way. Yeah, but you're record. not a meticulous planner either. I'm not a meticulous planner, but I never walk in without a plan. It's just all upstairs. I feel like we didn't go thoroughly through my meticulous planning. Can we go back to number one just real quickly? <laughs> this I just have to go back to the days when I had the touring plan. Yeah, like uh-huh. I and I would know like how many minutes down it took to the to, minutes and how long it how took long to it walk. took to walk and yep. if you were going to be a slow walker or a fast walker yeah. or if you, like there there was a lot. There's value there, but it was it was too much, and yeah. then we never could keep up. So yeah, you just have to. Yeah. Anyway, so let's all right. Unplanners, so unplanners, we love them. They're going to have fun. Yeah. Maybe maybe planning for them is like torture, and they would hate that. And so this is the way that they they just show up and they just play at Disney World. And yeah. that's, that's okay. Let me put it this way. And this is why I grouped these two together to start. The 
Every group should have one meticulous planner. You can't have more than one. Otherwise, you've got two different this groups. This is why we're a perfect couple okay? here. And then every group should be full of unplanners so that they allow the meticulous planner to be in charge, to tell everybody what to do. Exactly. Listen, I hate being that person sometimes, but I hate also wasting time. Have I mentioned that? But I just want to say so. And by the way, it, it here's what's cool about these stereotypes. You can be whichever one you want at any given time. Yeah. So we, for your birthday trip, it was an adult's trip, right? Yeah. And there were, there was a lot of meticulous planners in that group. Yeah. But they all said, Kayla, this is your expertise. Let's just do whatever you want to do. Right. And it was so cool, right? So they came in with no plan. Yeah. Their plan actually was, was to let you plan it. Yeah. And we're just going to do it because I, it was your trip and you yeah. knew the stuff. And they went along and it was awesome, right? Yeah. So, but on a different trip, and I know these people on a different trip, they're going to walk in with their plan just like Kayla does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think you're right. I think it is good to have a mixture of unplanners and planners. Yeah. So, so you mentioned, you mentioned group number three here. So the next two go together. They're very similar, but they're not exactly the same, right? So number three are touring groups. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. So we've talked about touring groups because we've both participated in them as participants and as and I've been a chaperone, right? So to tell us a little about we're the talking about when groups. we went to Washington D.C. Well, I'm talking about we're talking about Disney. But we've been in touring groups at Disney. Yeah. When you went on a choir trip? Oh yeah, that's true. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So you just we, talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I just said. I said you brought this up, so there we're going there. <laughs> Sorry, that transition didn't work for me. I was like, wow, this is like really planned out. And I'll tell, I, no, I'll tell you the problem is there's not a spreadsheet in Kayla right now say where I'm going. I just wrote it on my note card in front of me and I'm the un, I, I, I have a plan. This. I'm not an unplanned person, <laughs> but it's not meticulous. Yes. So like one thing that with, with these touring groups is there's a lot of matching shirts. I mean, there's a lot of matching shirts, period, now at Disney, but yeah. especially like you know, you see seas of people wearing the same whatever shirt. Um, And so, yeah, it's, it's, it it can bog down. So who's the, what's the most common touring group you're going to see? I mean, there's a lot of, from people from different countries. Like I feel like. Nope, nope. That's a different category. Touring groups. You need to, you have to feed it to me. We're talking about the high school people. (laughs) We're talking about the people that are there. They have paid to a company that has said, this is your trip and you're going to do it. See, we're at episode 50 at this point. Can you edit? Like, can we edit this part? <laughs> I can edit. I can edit. You got the pink card with the scribbles on it. I can't read your handwriting very good. My handwriting's excellent. Meticulous. Yeah. All right. So the touring groups. We're talking about high schools. We're talking about church groups. Yes. You know, those yeah. people. Yeah. They're, they're, they're all over and you're kind of it's one of those things where you're like if you, you're like trying to like speed ahead of them to get in line because you yeah. don't want to be behind those people like Thunder yeah. Mountain for the whole time you definitely do typically it's a lot of unsupervised teenagers and yep. but teenagers like you only have to be 14 you know and up or yeah 14 to go on a ride by yourself right and yeah. so it's fine but it's just it's their own group like they're kind of in their own world they're playing their own games they're goofing around and, and having fun because they should it's disney yeah, world yeah. but that's definitely a group you'll see there and what's interesting about it is there's no one size fits all to this group we just bring it up because it's it's going to be a big group usually yeah. right i mean you're talking there's a bunch of people you know um and and this is something that disney i think does a pretty good job of is control yeah so they so rarely do these sorts of things these these groups especially they just don't get out of control they all tend to be fairly well behaved and stuff like that. It's it's some of the adults around them that maybe are not not the adults with the trip, but maybe the other adults at Disney you know, who are irritated by the touring group yeah. that's in line in front of them. I, I feel like I've never really had an issue with the touring groups. Yeah. I, and I think one of the reasons is most of those kids, yeah, it's usually kids that are there. Like they had to they had to like do fundraisers and they had to like yeah, they had to yeah. scrap to get to it cost the trip, money right? there was sacrifice that goes into yeah being there. and so a lot of that the, the one time i remember having a problem was it was like a local florida group of kids that day it was kind of like for you and me we'd go to yeah, six yeah. flags over texas because we were in dallas area i don't know that was just the i remember that one time being like oh this is kind of getting annoying these these this group there but, were so many of them too but you know it it Everyone's there and everyone should have a good experience. So hopefully we don't ruin it for them. They don't ruin it for us. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, What's group four? So though? group four is is the group of cultures, right? So we're talking about typically these are people who are like genuine tourists, right? Yeah, uh, you know, typically from outside of the United States, uh, different languages, you know, all sorts of different stuff. Yeah, but this is like a completely new experience yes. for them. Yeah, I mean, one day a- when we go to Tokyo Disney Sea, we, we will be <laughs> in this group. Okay, exactly. see, you move from one stereotype to the next. Right? I know we're gonna go over there and be like, I don't know what this food is that we're eating yep. or I can't I don't know what that menu is or yeah. whatever I'm taking more pictures than is reasonable <laughs> right. you know yeah but I mean I I think that that you know again we're we're not trying to make paint any sort of stereotype as bad or not good like I just think that it's so cool that America has one of the best theme parks in the world that draw people to it you know and yeah. I just think that that you know Everyone should have an ex- opportunity to experience the awesomeness. Yeah, Disney absolutely. World. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, Orlando ranks on the list of top tourist destinations worldwide. Yeah. Specifically because of this, right? And yeah. so that's, that's a big that deal. is really, really cool. I know that, you know, I, I am in, I, surprise, I'm a member of a lot of different Facebook groups, right, that are Disney related. Yes. Um, from run Disney to vacation club, to photography, to like, I'm in a bunch. Okay. Um, but it's always interesting. You'll get a lot of the folks from outside the United States and they're asking questions and they're like, Hey, tell me what's going on. How does this work? What happens and stuff like that? Right. The money's different. Oh yeah. (laughs) You know, they're, they're the plugs to charge their phones are different, right? All sorts of stuff. And so it's really, really it's really kind of cool. And it's interesting to me. I feel like there's been times when we've gone, you could see that there, for whatever reason, there was a predominantly one culture more than the other at a certain time, right? So some we've been on trips where sometimes we've heard more Spanish spoken. Sometimes we've heard more Japanese spoken. Portuguese, sometimes we've heard yeah. a lot of Russian yeah, spoken, yeah. right? Um, I don't know that we're going to hear a whole lot of that these days right now with, yeah. with stuff going on worldwide, but it's just kind of cool. And you see that they are there to just soak it in yeah. and, and relive it. And what's cool about that. And they that, love Mickey Mouse the most. They do I've love noticed. Mickey Mouse. Yeah. They absolutely do. And I think that's what's so cool, right? You know, Walt, when he created Main Street, right, it was about kind of replicating his hometown. This was that, this was that, you know, Midwest, Missouri hometown feel, right? It looked like that. And so now they're, bringing their culture and they're experiencing our culture yeah. right that we grew up with and that's kind of cool. Yeah, no, I think that's awesome and I think I think um it's just neat that I mean I was just thinking one other thing about these two different last groups we talked about is they and you've experienced this is they're going to have like meal vouchers and just different things yeah. to work with. So just be mindful that they might not even know the language yep, and they've got yep. to somehow figure out how to yeah. order food. They're, and, they're trying to navigate this. Uh, the, yeah. You know, we talked about we talked about the unplanners and yeah. they're calling us like, what do I do? How's Genie Plus work? Right. Yeah. And, and here you've got folks where they're just like they got no idea. They're yeah. just doing the best they can with what they got. Yeah. So, yeah. But I still think I mean, again, me being the meticulous planner, I have a hard time with this, but I believe it. Like I've read enough books that say that like. Even if you go in with no plan whatsoever, there's like a 90% chance that you're going to have a great time. Sure. Right? Yeah. And and I think, so I just think people are going to come in. It's just, for me, my desire is to, to do a lot. So. Yeah. All right. So speaking of doing a lot, okay. I want to talk about number five. And these next two go really closely together, but they're complete polar opposites. Number five is the late arrival. The late arriving group, right? They don't care when they get there. They, they want to sleep. They don't, it's on vac- they don't mind to leave early. They'll just hang out sitting on a bench for a couple of hours sometimes watching other people walk by. Right. And they, they show up at the height of like the ride times being the worst. Right? Yeah. And you know, the heat of the park day. O- park opened at 830 and they're walking in at about 1115. Right. You kind of come by that naturally from some of your... I have friends that are like this. Well, some of your family too. They, have, they just uh, well, they would rather sleep in, and that's. <laughs> so, but the thing is, I think the difference between kind of us and other people. I mean, some people literally go there for vacation, like yeah. they want to take a vacation. Yeah. For us, it's more of a trip because vacation is like Hawaii for me, like sleeping, relaxing, yeah. whatever. I I don't think that. I I think Disney. I'm like I gotta I gotta soak it all in. I gotta do all this stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's not one's right or the other, but there are people that will just show up later and they you know that's 
Yeah. More power to them. They enjoy their, they get their money's worth out of their hotel. Yeah, that's right. In fact, some of them actually will spend more time at the hotel or the resort than they'll spend in the parks. Right. I don't understand these people. (laughs) I'm going to put it out there right now. I don't understand them, but they exist and they are beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that and one And I'll tell time. you why they're beautiful, because that means that when we get there early in the morning, they're not in line That's in front right. of me. <laughs> exactly. They're still in bed. <laughs> you can count on people being tired and still sleeping. Yeah. I, I need more of this group at the parks. Well, regularly. and I think if someone's coming from the West Coast, like it's really, really early to them. Yeah. So like late arrival is relative. Yeah. Um. So that brings us to the big number six, right? Yeah. That brings us to me. I call it, I call it Mr. Endurance. (laughs) What do you think of that name? I think you think a lot of yourself. I do think a lot of myself (laughs) and my level of endurance. Yeah, I think so. What he is referring to is the fact that he wants to be there at rope drop or early entrance or whatever. And then um, stay until the end. Although I have to say, Mr. Endurance, this last time, our first day, I was wanting to stay longer at Magic Kingdom. You probably forgotten this, but you were like, no, we got to leave. Let's let's go like we got to <laughs> go early. You don't remember. I know you don't. But we, we went home a little early that night. From. I feel like there's some mitigating circumstances in this. What what are they? Maybe it was our children. <laughs> well, we sent them home that one night at Epcot. But anyway, exactly. That, we had like a 3 a.m. flight or, you know, arrival, wake up and whatever. So, but typically I would say 90% of the time, Randy likes to be there from rope drop until the park closes. Well, and it's it's more than just, it's more than just the hours, right? It's like, what are we doing during that time? Well, you're sleeping in some of these rides because you're- Well, yeah, because I'm waiting, right? But here's the thing. I don't like to just not be doing nothing. Like I want to go and I want to do it. Like, let's go next. What's the next ride? What's the next ride? What's the next ride? Right. Sleep is inconvenient. Pictures are inconvenient. Like I want to go and I want to have as much thrill and adrenaline pumping as possible. Like that's, that's my thing. You know, you want to know what's really interesting is on our last guy's trip to Disneyland, right? Um, I just remember at one point, you know, Dak and Ryan looked at me and they're just like, Dude, how much do you have left in the tank? Because <laughs> they were done. They were toast. We got up early. We went. We did it. We were experiencing everything and stuff like that. You know, and they were like looking at Randy's still going. Like he's just, and I was like the Energizer Bunny. Well, and I will say that some of that is we typically, when we go on trips, we usually only go for a few days. Like a lot of people go for a week, right? Yeah, yeah. And at that point, it's not necessarily necessary to maximize the day right to like to be there i and i have learned that i do i hit a wall and by day three or four of a trip i always plan to sleep in because it's just too much yeah except for me except for me uh there is a wall i hit but i don't care like i'm gonna i'm gonna i want to i just want to keep going well that goes i hope number seven is rage monster because no no (laughs) not I'm just saying it has its pitfalls, just like my meticulous planning has pitfalls. Yeah. I think that you get to a point where you are actually tired, but you, you know. No, I am. Here's the thing. Mr. Endurance doesn't mean that you don't feel the fatigue. It just, you could, you continue to push through it. Yeah. And I tell you what, I, I will sleep as soundly as any person on the planet every night of our trip, right? Yeah. Like when we get to the hotel and I lay down like within seconds, and I mean seconds, and I don't even mean 10 seconds, within seconds of putting my head in the pillow, I'm You're like done. a little I'm kid. Out. You're just like a little kid that runs But you around. know what? I will never hesitate to wake up at 6.51 in the morning, get my atomic clock out, and start playing with it while I wait to get my first lightning right. selections, it's right? It's true. It is true. I'm, 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 the, I'm the dude. Even if, that, even if the park doesn't open until 9, I am waking up early so I can get my stuff because I'm not the unplanner. I like to have a plan, and that's my lightning lanes. There you go. There you go. Sorry, I, I messed up Rage Monster. Yeah, you're, you're like spoiler alert here. I mean, if they've watched Dude Perfect, they know that Rage Monster is in there. Yeah. You know, it's also at the very end. It's the last one. Is it? Okay. Yeah. We're well, only halfway through. Okay. Well, we're- Some people are like, really? You're only halfway through? Like, how much longer is this going to go on? All right. Well, <laughs> they I'll don't have you, the endurance that Mr. Endurance has. I'll tell you how long it's going to go on because group number seven 
Um, <laughs> doesn't work super well with Mr. Endurance. Group number seven is the group with small children and strollers. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Again, we can laugh at ourselves and we can put ourselves in these stereotypes. Been there, done that. We have. We've had the children on the little leash. Yep. We've been had, there, done that. We've had the leash. We've had the stroller. We've had the backpack carrier. We've had the front pack carrier. We've had I mean, the double stroller. I mean, I. We've had the sit stand stroller. We, um, I mean, we have planned trips waiting for certain children to be old enough to walk, right? We're like, no, let's wait a little bit longer and let's yeah. go then. Um, but those, those days feel so long ago now. I was telling my friend that you and I have are the only ones with the annual passes, and she laughed because she's like, "Your kids don't have it. Like it's Disney World. Like yeah. why? Why do you have them and your kids don't? Like." And I just, to me, I didn't. I never really thought about it. But then I was like, "Oh, that is pretty laugh worthy." That well, you and I- in in fairness, in fairness, if we could purchase them, they would have them. Yeah, but, but for the last few years, you, you haven't been able to purchase renew. it. And the only reason that yeah. we've got it is because we continued to renew. In fact, we've renewed not knowing when we were going to go again, yeah. if we were going to go, just because we didn't want to lose the potential of having our annual oh, pass, right? Yeah. So, and and honestly, if you go for more than four or five days in a year, it's 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 a pretty good value. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I'll just say that this 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 stereotype of small children, I mean, it can be brutally hard, like with the heat and this kid in the stroller with the fan on him and the, the throw in the fit or whatever. But like it has it has some lowest lows, but it can have the highest highs yeah. Like when you get to meet Mickey. Right. Or you get to see their face light up with the fireworks or with, you know, just like, yeah, really like they they can appreciate the Disney magic in a way that adults can't. I mean, I can get pretty close, but like it's yeah. just. So if you're willing to go with the highest highs, lowest lows, like obviously you should make sure your children have that experience. Yeah. You know, we're talking about these are these are the rider swap folks. Like as an oh, adult, yes. it can be a hard trip because yeah. you are sometimes just going to be it's sitting around. A lot of around. sacrificing. It is a lot of sacrificing and waiting and stuff. It tends to cut in half the available amount of time you have to do stuff, right? And children are not they're not endurance monsters, right? Like they, when they, when they hit the wall, everybody on the planet knows they hit the wall, right? right? Because they just can't, they can't handle anymore. It's overload. There is so much sensory perception taking place that they're like, I just, I just can't, I want to go to sleep, but I don't know how to tell you I want to go to sleep. So I'm just going to scream the whole time. And I'm going to say that my problem is I'm hungry, but I'm really just tired. Or that I'd want that Buzz Lightyear plush toy, right? (laughs) Which they do, but that's really not the real problem. The problem is they need to go to sleep, right? So, um, you know. Love those people too, and be patient with them. Well, I and, and here's the other is, thing. This is the struggle with you and I when we would take our small children. Was I was I was always like we are going to go back to the hotel and take a break, and that was yep. always a struggle because you're like, but I want to do more. Yeah, yeah right. Um, here's the one thing I'll say though: when you see these folks, and especially when you see them at fireworks, give them some grace and some slack because oh, you know what? It hurts to have that child sitting on your shoulders. For the whole fireworks show and before that, it it literally, it physically hurts, right? But there's no other way that kid's going to see it because yeah. all these tall people are standing in the way, right? You're so, always much more selfless than I am yeah. at that. You're like, he can't see. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And you're just like, and you're always willing to help or figure it out. And I, yeah. I don't know. I'm always like, they can just stand right over this way and they can't see. They so. can't see anything, right? Yeah. You know, so anyways. Okay, so. You know, transitioning then, you know, to group number eight is you've got teenagers. This yes. is a different experience we altogether. We have teenagers. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Yeah, you you see lots of tops of heads. Mm-hmm. I joke about my seminary students. I can tell when they've washed their hair or not because their face is buried in their phone. Yep, right? head down, yeah. you know, eyes to the ground. Yeah, I mean, they, they it's, it's sad that there is, it's hard for them to find ways to entertain or just be bored, right? While you're in line, you have to just fill in the gap. And here's what's interesting, right? So we talked a little bit about for little children, there is so much magic taking place, right? That, you know, those are those really high highs for teenagers. You're kind of in limbo. Yeah. Like they're in limbo. Yeah. They're like, yeah, this is cool. I like these rides, but I'm too cool. Yeah. To be here in the first place. Or so to I'm enjoy pre- a parade. I'm going to pretend like I'm not having a good time, yeah. right? Secretly, most of these kids are having a good time. <laughs> Secretly. Yeah. They'll never tell that to you. Yeah. 
well, maybe when you're 90 and they're like 60, and like, I'm so glad you took me to Disney all those times. Yeah. I, and you're going to be saying, it's like, oh, what's Disney? <laughs> but um, yeah, teenagers, it's interesting. It's an interesting bunch. And yeah. and there is a there is this new dynamic that popped up all of a sudden where they're, they peel off and they're like, hey, we're going to go do our own thing. And you're like, oh, oh, yeah. Our, well, I guess we don't have to be together the whole time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is like, it's a relief, but also sad and weird, but cool. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's good. And so just so you know, if you do want like to split up your groups or whatever, just make sure that you have your, I think it's at eight. So there has to be a 14 year old with a a smaller child, but I still think there's like a seven. Is it seven? Yeah. 14 and seven. So if you want to split up, make sure that your seven year old has at least a 14 year old with it. I mean with him or her but um yeah teenagers i think it's a fun group though like there's a lot there can be a lot of energy and and they see things differently so it can be a very different experience well teenagers with teenagers is different from teenagers with adults right. and and that's especially different from teenagers with mom and dad right okay? yeah so you know when when i chaperoned when i was back with group number three touring groups yes you know last year and i chaperoned the orchestra i hung out with a lot of these teenagers and they had a great time despite yeah. the fact that i was an adult with them yeah but you know what? I saw the pictures of them hanging out when there were no adults with them and they were having a better time. OK. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know what? Um, my our own children. Right. One of our children was part of those groups. And when I was there, it was very different from when he was just with the rest of his friends. Yeah. Right. And so you're going to get a little bit of that different dynamic and they're going to have different types of fun. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's why I say they're enjoying it more than they're letting you know. <laughs> right. They really are. And by the time they get to a certain point where they reach a certain level of self-confidence, they're not afraid to tell their friends anymore that they love Disney World or it's they cool. love doing that because yeah. everyone's just like, oh, yeah, because amongst each other, they're like, yeah, we had a pretty good time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, one more thing. Wait, um, if you are doing buffets or certain meals, just recognize that once your child is 10, they are no longer a child yeah, at yeah. Disney. Yeah. And you will not be paying the child price yeah. anymore. So just make sure that you're willing to pay the price for, especially those meals that like you have to pay the set price. Yeah, totally. So. Yeah. Three to nine is that child price. Right. It's three to nine. Yep. yep. Um, okay. So we talked about small kids. We what talked about teenagers. Now? So now we're at number nine Okay. and number nine is adults. Yes. There's lots to talk about here. Yeah. I mean, we've done, I've done lots of, I've done girls trips. I've done couples trips um i've even gone to disney world by myself (laughs) before um it's pretty awesome actually it's you're you're not having to accommodate to you know taking care of your children which i'm happy to do when they're with me but you know it's it's just very liberating to just do what you want and eat what you want and yeah you know, I read an article not long ago, and there is there's there is a group of people in our society that likes to shame adults who like to go to Disney World yeah. without kids. Yeah. And I think to myself, boy, you guys know nothing about this whole place. They're so sad. It you know nothing so, yeah. about it. What is wrong with you, right? <laughs> because Walt had, had no intention of building a place where adults wouldn't feel like they had a place to be there, too. Right. That was the reason he built it. That was why he built it, because he was tired of watching his kids go around on the park merry-go-round and just sitting there on the bench doing nothing. Yeah. He wanted to be part of the action yeah. and the magic. And there wasn't an expiration date that went with that, yeah. right? It wasn't like, oh, well, now that they're adults, I guess we can't go together anymore. Right. No, right? Who was the best adult of all time at Disney World? It was Walt. Yeah. I always just think of him no on one, that no car driving more, down Main Street, yeah, that car going, just going zigzagging. Ooh, you know, <laughs> no one experienced more magic at Disney than the man himself. Yeah. Right. And that was that was kind of the that's the ultimate stereotype for us is that we as adults can do that. Now, there's different types of adults <laughs> at different parks. Right. Yeah. And they have different purposes in mind and stuff like that. So at Epcot during festival time, you get a lot of adults there and they're like, hey, we're going to drink around the world, yeah, right? Yeah. That's that's their main thing. You have some adults that are like, well, we're going to eat around the world, right? right. Yeah. You know, And it goes along with Epcot festivals and stuff. You've got adults that, like you said, you got girls trip groups, yeah. you got guys trips. Um, you, by the way, you don't have a lot of guys trips. <laughs> there aren't a lot of you guys. But there, but there are some, I know, because... I have one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
and uh, and we've brought different people with us from time to time so that group can change okay yeah. but but you have all sorts of different things like that you got you've got fraternity and sororities that get together right so yeah. you got so now you're back to a little bit to kind of touring groups but not really because you got you know school people and stuff anyways all I got to say is they're there and it's awesome and let them have as much fun without kids as you're having with kids, if not more. Well, and I will just say if saving money is important to you, this is totally the way to go because I've stayed at nice deluxe resorts. And when you have four adults paying, it's like, Psh, well, sure, yeah. that's no big deal. Yeah. When it's you and you're paying, you're the parent paying for everybody and everybody. the kids and all the stuff. And you got to get two rooms. And, and yeah. Yeah. It's just, it can be, it can be a, more cost efficient than than you think yeah um, but i just i've done girls trips in various cities and different places throughout the world and um there i mean there's no perfect safe place right but there it there does seem to there is a feeling and a level of security and cleanliness sure. and safety that i haven't had it's when unmatched. i've just gone it's just unmatched yeah. you know not perfect, but it's just there is that that there is a little bit um, more security. Yeah. So. And by the way, never had more fun as a dude walking around by myself and going and getting on Voyage of the Little Mermaid all by myself. That was awesome. Okay. And I and I paid very close attention to all the looks I got from people in the lines like, "Where's his group and yeah. stuff?" Oh, he's by himself, and I just was laughing it up, right? Yeah. Because because I was fine with that. I thought this is awesome. Yeah. I'm here. I love being here. I like this ride. I want to hear Sebastian sing "Under the Sea." Let's get down to there. That's Let's right. do it. Do it. That's right. Okay, so group number ten. This is an interesting group. I don't know a lot about these people, other than that they exist. Okay, but these are the pin collectors. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this is one that I thought of because they're they're definitely it's like the secret group, right? But it's not secret because they're walking around with usually these lanyards with pins, um, which you can buy at certain stores, but you also can trade. Yeah. So cast members often have lanyards with these various pins and and unique things. Yeah. You know, various rides and events and and different things. Um, we tried it once, and I think. Do you remember that when we? Yeah, it was too much work. It was a lot of work. No one wanted to carry it around, and but, we didn't, and and none of our people knew what what they were doing. So that's the thing. I think yeah. these pin collectors, like they, it's like a secret society. It thing. is. Yeah, they almost fit in the, the cultures group, right? Like they're yeah. their own group altogether. And that's why culture. that's why they're here. They they have a plan. They know what they're looking for typically, or sometimes they don't. So by the way, when are you going to see the pin collector most often? It's going to be while you're waiting to check out at a store. <laughs> Right. And there's someone standing there just, and it seems like they're just yakking it up with a cast member right. looking at these pins. And then they walk away and do absolutely nothing at all after about 30 minutes of you waiting to check out. Okay. That's when this you're going to see it the like, most. This seems like a very close. That's an exaggeration. It, it seems like a close experience to something It's not had. 30 minutes. It's like 28. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah. But Mr. Endurance should be able to endure that line. Mr. Endurance can endure the line, but he's trying to get to the next line. Swear a rage monster, he's coming out. Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. Not quite, not quite. Rage monster is not who you think it is. You'd be okay. surprised. Well, all right. Anything else about the pin people that maybe we should do some more studying of them and their ways? I'm not collecting pins or trading them. It's 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 too much for me. Well, I told our friend, our other pass holder friend, that I would look for the Tron pin. So well, that's fine. You can gonna, buy one if it's hanging up. Sure, yeah. right? You know, but. But for me, I just, you know, I'm too late to that party. Not, I can't join in. I feel like I can't join in. Oh, yeah. If we go for another 40 years, we might pick up another hobby. Yeah, okay. All right, so group number 11. I've been part of this group before in many different ways, but there's a lot of ways to look at it. Group number 11, I just call it lost. <laughs> the lost people, the lost boys. They're looking at the map while they're walking down the thing. They don't know which way to go. They stop in the middle of the walkway. Right. Usually they got a stroller They're with probably them. looking for a bathroom, let's be honest. They probably are. You should go listen to our episode and you'll know where the best ones to visit are. But, <laughs> but yeah, they're the lost. The best one is usually the closest one. That's usually That's the- exactly right. <laughs> let's be honest. That's, yeah. that's the truth. But they're lost. They are lost. They People are going in circles. They are going one direction and then they turn about face and go the other I mean, we've definitely been there. I remember when we were with your mom and dad a long time ago in 15, like I was just like, I don't know how to get to Haunted Mansion from here and I don't know where we're at. And it's just, 
it's overwhelming sometimes. You know, there is a, so I'll say this much. I get lost at Animal Kingdom more often than anything else. Mm. Um, there's a few parts of that park I know really, really well. Okay. But then there's other parts where I'm just like, wait, do we turn here? Do we not? Go? And listen, I've been a lot. Okay. I think that's credit to now the you don't know I'm lost. You, you don't know I'm lost because I'm walking as fast as I can to get to the next thing. <laughs> But so you got to slow down. You got to enjoy people, where we're at. Don't 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 be thinking about the next thing. Some people, some people, they just they just stop and they're just whatever. They're just they don't know what to do and they're lost. And you know, we need to do some more meditation and presencing. Maybe we do, but it's okay. <laughs> I don't get lost very often. Where are you getting lost at Animal Kingdom? I I need more specifics. There's just certain walkways where I'm like, oh, I thought we were gonna be. I thought Flame Tree was around the corner, and you're like, no, that's like that's way over there by Discovery Island. And, I, you know, you don't even know where you were lost. I don't at. even know you sometimes where I'm at. Right. Like I can picture the places I'm lost in my mind, but that's because I'm, I'm lost there. <laughs> um, and, you know, the other part that's always been a little confusing for me, it's actually at Hollywood Studios, but it's that section basically behind the Chinese theater. Right. So off to the left, you can take one walkway and it'll take you essentially yeah. towards Galaxy's Edge and stuff like that. But you could go behind and it'll take you through Toy Story Land. And for whatever reason, I always kind of get a little mixed up like, which way am I going? And until I get there, I'm not sure where I'm at. I know ultimately where it will take me, but I can't remember which way I took. So I do notice that in the mornings especially, they have cast members that sit yeah. there with a sign that are like, Galaxy's Edge, this way, Rise of Resistance. Yeah. Like, so there must it must be a common problem. Yeah. That area. And then there's that whole area over there by the Indiana Jones stunt show, Star Tours. Like, I feel like I never even get over there, not because I didn't intend to, but because I just got lost four or five times along the way and couldn't figure it out. Well, Miss, Miss Meticulous Planner, and I have a very good sense of direction. Usually I'm like, you're like, no, it's over here. I'm like, no, no. And usually you're kind of like, okay, yeah, she's probably right. I don't know where I'm at. And so you'll follow me. <laughs> Now, the one time I was right was the the, <laughs> the place to get in the lightning lane for the frozen sing-along, right? The most recent time, somebody I know was like, oh, we have to go this way. And we ended up literally walking around the entire theater, right? When I was like, the line's right here. So sometimes I know. Yeah, we needed to get you to your nap. But I do get we lost. We needed to get I'm you to your it. nappy so you could take a nap. I, didn't, I don't fall asleep in frozen. That one's funny. Um, okay, so you ready for it? That's, I mean, we've, I've already, you know, drum roll. Brrr, here we are, you know, the, the most unspoilery spoiler in the world. The number 12 is the Rage Monster. Again, Sorry. if you watch Dude Perfect, you know what we're talking about. The Rage Monster, they have had enough. Right. And sometimes it is in the form of a small child, which yep. you get, right? Yep. But when it's an adult, it's quite a spectacle. <laughs> yep, and that's who I'm really talking about. I'm not talking about the children. I'm talking about the adults. In, in, it's in, all fun and games if they're not in your group, right? <laughs> You're just like, oh, this is hilarious. Let's watch the show. It can be. And listen, the one I'm thinking of specifically is one that we, we saw uh, on, I think it was your birthday trip, right? Was it your birthday trip? Yeah, or was it recently? yeah, it was the lady. But that it was the lady talking to her kids, and her kids, bless their hearts, man. They're, they're right teenagers. there. Teenagers. They're teenagers and they're they're it's this is right next to Sleepy Hollow is where this took place. Yes, and yeah. so you're walking across the bridge right over the moat by the castle, okay? And these kids they're just kind of staring down at the ground right. at the moat, like looking over the, you the tell railing. They've been through a lot and of the yelling. She is just she's just she's in it. And the funniest part about it was is her words were all about how she was gonna, not gonna be one of those people on YouTube, right? All over the internet. All over the internet. Yeah. You know? And, and literally that she was the only one, she was one of the, I don't know what those kids could have done that caused her to melt down, but sometimes here's the thing about the rage monster. Doesn't take much. <laughs> doesn't take much, right? It's like the straw that broke the camel's back. You don't know what's, and you have a little compassion, but at the same time, you're like, like everybody, let's just take a step back and like, let's analyze what's actually happening. But anyway, yeah, it's, yeah. And the thing is, your heart goes out to them because, yeah. and we've all kind of gotten to the point where we're at our breaking point. Yeah, yeah. like the heat, the heat, and especially the exhaustion, the, the dehydration. The heat in Orlando will get you every single time. And, and, and like tempers the, are short. And then the disappointment of things not turning out, like your spreadsheet or yeah, yeah. or just you know 
like the way the you picture it in your mind. Right. You know? And so like yeah, all those expectations are. And then it's just why like, are there so many people here today? And then right? there's so many people in line. How could why did all of these people come here? Right. <laughs> right. Why would they want to be here at this place? Who would want to come here? How but, dare they pick the same day that I pick? The saddest one for me. And I've I've definitely fallen in this category, but I try not to is. This costs so much money, right? Mm, like, yeah. but you paid it. Like you, you made the choice to come here. You made the choice to save your money, yeah. knowing that hopefully it'll be a good experience. But like, there's no guarantees, right? And Sometimes so, the rage monster is the unplanner, right? Because they did not take time to frame proper expectations right. of what's going to take place here, right? Yeah, right. And there, listen, you know, a couple bonuses. There's people we didn't talk about, right? There's the I'm not going to spend any extra money here group. Okay, there's right. that stereotype. Then there's the I'm going to buy everything in sight group. And so they're walking around with 50 bags tied to their stroller right. and on their shoulders right. and stuff like that. And they can't get in and out of the mine trade cart because it's tiny, but they got all, all their, their stuff bags. with them. Yeah. Um, you know, there's 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 lots there, but typically. Typically, all of those, and by the way, all 11 of our previous stereotypes ultimately do something that will trigger the rage monster at one point or another. (laughs) That teenage group or those small children or, I mean, even when we had small children, like they move your stroller and you're like, where is my stroller? And there's someone that's in charge of moving the strollers around and you're just like, yeah, where is my stuff? So, yeah, no. I think we've all been there. I mean, you you struggle when our children eat the Mickey ice cream cones. Like you, you for something, something switches in your head, and our kids are messy, and you're just like, oh, our kids are messy. Well, it's because they they don't eat the ice cream when they wear it. Right. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like you, there's that is, and we all have our triggers. There's certain things that just you know, yeah, we just all struggle with. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, you know, I, I, I think it's just if you can laugh at yourself, you can kind of identify and maybe deviate, you know, and get get yourself a little bit more uh, normalized for yeah. some of these groups. I think you have a great time. I always have a great time, even <laughs> in the worst and hardest of circumstances. See, that's the thing. You'll say that after a trip and I'm like, he seemed grumpy. He didn't seem like he was having a good time. And then like the next day you're like, that was the best day ever. And so I've learned to just stop reading your face. I'm like. Okay, whatever he his face his face looks tired and grumpy, but I it may to, have nothing to do with what's going on at the park. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, you want to know something amazing? We made it to fifty minutes <gasps> on our fiftieth episode. Yep, we don't have many fifty-minute episodes, but we did it. We made it. Yeah, we probably should have come up with the fifty people you see at Disney World, right? But. But that would have taken more than 50 minutes. (laughs) People would have been dropping like flies. Well, thank you guys so much for supporting our podcast. And just, we just love it. We have so much fun. I just love laughing with you and and at you, but mostly with you. And I'm sorry if I laughed at you. (laughs) But you can laugh at us too. We give you permission. (laughs) All right, guys. Have a good one. Bye.